Sports Radio 960 WSBT presents Caveman Corner. We're live from Monterey Mexican Grill, located at 507 East McKinley Avenue in Mishawaka. We're just east of Division Street across from Liberty School. And welcome. It is Monday night. We are back. Yes, last Monday we were off chasing little high school boys basketball as the caveman. Seems like forever ago, but last Monday hosted South Bay Clay, a uh, ironic, uh, I don't know, maybe more like a weird Monday, Thursday, Saturday format. But, uh, hey, it is great to be back at Monterey for our get-together on Monday night's Yes, Caveman Quarter with co-host Dean Huppert. I'm Brian Miller, Monterey, home of the best authentic Mexican food served this side of the Rio Grande. And we're upstairs in the Monta on the second floor. Their private event room that has space for up to 120 people. If you've never been up here before, check it out. It's a casual setup, but uh, very flexible in the uh, uh, many opportunities in uh, setting up the room and maybe what event you'd like to host here. Uh, contact them here at Monterey or check out their website at MontereyMexican.com and uh, learn a little bit more. But, Dean, great to see you again after a week off. Uh, I don't feel like I've had a week off. I've had more basketball in the uh, last six days than I've ever probably had uh, in maybe a month at times, thanks to the to the snow and Mother Nature. But uh, what a great week it was for K-Man Sports last week, not just basketball, but wrestling and swimming and diving and so much more. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the notes from Mishawaka High School and all the great things happening, but awesome job by you guys in uh, 96.1 this past week to see the girls win a sectional basketball game and then uh, the boys. And I think it's great that, you know, the girls have their time on Saturday night. And I know it's a little inconvenience for a week, but with the boys playing on Thursday and then Saturday afternoon, it makes for a, for a fun weekend. But we're going to be talking some uh, high school wrestling with Mishawaka. We've got Steve Sandifer, our head coach and former state champ here, and also Zar Walker, uh, regional champ, and uh, having a heck of a year. And then a little bit later on, we're going to talk to the Rogamans, Chad Rogaman and John Rogaman. Chad told me that I had to say his name first. That was part of the contract. <laughs> and so we're going we're gonna to say his name first each time because he's not just a former Mishawaka great. He's now an entertainer, and he needs to get his name out there uh, for the, uh, the entertainment industry but uh, a great great show tonight and looking forward to all the great questions and information and we're going to be doing this the rest of the month of february i'm looking forward to that actually chad slipped me a 20 to say something about lake bed and and, and all that but uh, hey we'll, we'll touch on that later Heck but yeah. let's talk about wrestling holy cats guys what a run it's been sectionals regionals uh, a busy busy time but welcome to czar walker and coach steve sandifer uh Steve, congrats. Your, your kids, they're just unbelievable. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, it, this, this year, just like last year, has really seemed to fly by. Uh, it's hard to believe that we're already at semi-state. We've got nine guys going this week and uh, just trying to punch some tickets this weekend. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes the season ends at sectional. But not for Mishawaka Wrestling. No, you, Mich- you, you're, you're planning ahead, and you're planning, and you're, and you're getting hotel rooms because you know it's going to be a full room. Yeah, planning planning on going those extra four weeks all the way to the state finals is kind of a tradition that we like to keep alive. Yeah, talk about some of the kids. I know you had two champions and some other kids who did really well. Two champions, and Czar and Bo, Will Kennedy took second, Brody Blevins took second to some, some tough competition. Uh, Smith Brothers both took third. Uh, we had some good placers, but... I really want to emphasize with our guys each year at regionals is that you need to place as high as possible at regionals. Win it if you can because that's going to set up your draw for semi-state. And if you're a 3-4, you may not, you're going to draw one 
a one and a two. So I think we, we've done a pretty good job. We've got some tough ones, but nothing's impossible this week. And talk about just getting on that bigger stage. I mean, for some of these kids, it's the experience that you get. And I know Zara's had that in the past where the bigger the stage, now the next time you get there, it, it's going to be comfortable. And, and mm-hmm. that's what Mishawaka Wrestling does. It prepares you for that next step. And we're a really young team. I think it's great to have a lot of these younger guys go into semi-state to, to really see it for the first time. And today I was just preaching to these kids like, this is a privilege to be wrestling at this time of the year. It's a privilege to be, you know, in the Mishawaka lineup this at this time of year. Like, you only get four chances to do it, and we have five practices this week. What are you doing to get better? Yeah, Zar, you, you know what Coach is talking about. You can't take moments for granted. No, no. Talk about that, just being able to be in the room, knowing you've got a couple weeks left, and and this is this is the time. This is the time you got to push. No, yeah. Um, for the regret, I meant the um, – you know, can't take moments for granted. Uh, you know, my brother and coaches, you know, they can't take the four years for granted, you know, because, you know, fly by quick. And, my, of course, my younger self was like, oh, no, you know, school, you know, it's going to take forever. But, you know, the time flew by quick. And, like, this season, it was like start of season, and the next thing you know, it's Al Smith. And then after that, you know, it was just NLC. So it's um my last year. So, you know, sometimes, you know, I just got to, you know, take the reality off of it and just, you know, have fun with it. And then sometimes the reality hits and it's just like, you know, it's my last year, so I just got to do what I got to do. Yeah, that's that's the maturity factor coming in, isn't it, where you can now relax a little bit and have fun because that's when you're at your best. And and talk about your season so far. I mean, sectional champ, regional champ, 39-1, and one, that's pretty impressive. I know you're one of the top six wrestlers in the state. You think you're better. You know you're better. <laughs> and when you go out there every time, that's got to be an attitude that you take with you to say, this is my moment, this is the time, and now you've got a couple weekends left. And, and all that work that you put in, probably knocking down lampshades and moving couches around and things yeah. at the home, this is where it all pays off. Yeah, um, you know, like a lot of pressure's on. And, you know, previous years the pressure, you know, kind of hit me and uh, stunted my outcomes. But, you know, it's like going into big matches, like, I have the pressure, but also, you know, the other guy has pressure, you know, because he has to wrestle me, and I know I'm a better than all these other guys, and, the, you know, the state has me ranked at six, but I know I'm number one, so. That's how you gotta, that's how you got to approach everyone. Hey, man. So I have to ask you, and I know we, we touched on this briefly when you were with us, what, about four weeks ago when uh, you and some of your mates and, and Coach Sandifer were here with us, but about the, the, the choice to go to U of M, but not so much the why, but the choice is done how much has that helped you mentally to know that, hey, I've got this decision made, I'm moving on with my career, and uh, I can just focus on my high school uh, senior year? Uh, it helped a lot. Um, going on this year, I tried not to you know, focus and identify myself with Michigan, but just try to be myself. And signing is kind of like, you know, get that out of the way, you know, not ever, like walking around, oh, you know, he's committed, he's committed. So I just kind of, you know, took a little pressure off and just, you know, just relax and just be myself. Yeah, thinking about your brother being there, the experiences that he's had, how much does that help you, just knowing that, okay, I kind of understand what Big Ten wrestling is and what it's going to be all about? Yeah, um, I took I, uh, took a couple weeks and went up there and seen them wrestle and perform, and then just not too long ago, I think Friday, my brother just wrestled, and being able to see him to go out and compete in, in the atmosphere that he has, it kind of like, you know, lights a little fire up and pumps you up to be able to go out and wrestle under the lights for them. Yeah. Coach Sandifer, I, I haven't thought about this for, it must be four years, but about this time we were going through something uh, back with, with his brother. I mm-hmm. mean, talk about that, that um, I can remember semi-state and the battle that Joe put through and the injury that he had. And, <clears throat> and for some wrestlers, that injury 
well, season's over, but not for that kid. That was crazy. No, it's it's funny that you bring that up because I was thinking about that at practice today, that this was the week that that happened. And all year long, I'm always preaching, like, watch where you're drilling. Don't run into anybody else. Like, make sure you're conscious of where everybody's drilling. But, uh, again, at this time of the year, everybody's sick, everybody's hurt, everybody's dealing with something, some kind of adversity, and nobody cares. Yeah. Like, you you got to find a way at this time of the year. Well, and, and explain to our listeners just the injury that he had and, and that he fought through. Oh, Joe had a severe, severe, I mean, it might have been a high ankle sprain, but a spiral fracture. Someday it was like he could barely walk. And yeah. then semi-state week, he couldn't put pressure on it. We, we wrestled to qualify, then defaulted to fourth place. We knew that we were going to... We knew we were the best in the state, so it didn't matter to us. We were going to have a first first right. round tough match, and it ended up probably being the kid we possibly would have wrestled in the state finals. Yeah, and Brian, to talk about the toughness of this kid, his opponent basically went after him. I mean, he knew he had a high ankle sprain. Oh, at semi-state in the ticket and, round, and, the kid was going after his ankle. Semi-state, and it was and, like, and he just kept coming back and coming back, and and that's got to be a testament, you know, to your family and and your mom and dad are here tonight. But the hard work that you guys put in, and how much you love this sport, that whatever obstacle is in front of you, talk about that. Just knowing that, you know what, this sport helps teach you things in life, and adversity does come around, and and how are you going to handle it? Um, you know. I was. We were always brought up, you know, like not not everything is gonna be handed to you. You know, we weren't spoon fed, so we all had to work for what we had. And you know, with my brother, he always he was always hard on me, and he was like, you know, things are gonna happen, and it is what it is. But how are you gonna bounce back and you know take it? Are you gonna be immature and just cry about it and you know sit down, or are you gonna like you know get up and you know it is what it is and just go and do what you gotta do? So who's the who's the toughest in the family? Is it you, your brother, your sister? She's Hello. a great wrestler. I'm guessing the lady with the camera <laughs> Rhonda. is pretty tough. Uh, <laughs> uh, this year, uh, we found out who was better between me and Thumb, and that was me. Uh-oh. And uh, I had my couple moments with Joe, but right now we're equal. But okay. when I get up to mission, it'll probably be me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are recording this, by the way, okay? I hope Joe hears that. Call it a shot. <laughs> When you're um, just when you're thinking about this weekend and and trying to push some guys through to state, uh, how important is this not just for for those kids but for the program to say let's make it to the next step and and the next step this year isn't going to be Indianapolis it's going to be Evansville right um, really emphasize get to the ticket round because that's going to be huge being a ticket round wrestler like for seating purposes like the Al Smith um, that's huge just getting the experience and reminding the kids like. Work as hard as you can every single day because it's going to make it that much tougher when you get into a you know a tough spot in the third period or in a match. Like it's going to make it that much tougher to give up yeah. if you know you're putting in that work every day. And Steve, when you bring up the Al Smith and and what a legendary tournament it is in so many different ways, but truly, how much does that help prepare your team and, and these individual wrestlers for the spotlight down the road and and certainly success not just in the conference or sectionals, but down the road and certainly you know looking towards Evansville I would say it gives us a huge advantage I mean it's it's awesome to kind of be able to tailor make that that team list of who we're going to see at regionals who we're going to see at semi-state and be able to network with those coaches meet up with them talk with them build relationships with them when it comes to sharing tape and uh no it's, it's huge and it's really the state finals before the state finals 
Yeah, just thinking about uh, the girls' team this year and how that program is growing. And, and working with our junior program, you talked about it the last time you were here, the Mishawaka Wrestling Club is just crazy good right now to see the numbers. Yeah. And in boys and girls, uh, talk about that. Just get a plug-in that, you know, at this age they can come and, and they'll start working out. Yeah, pretty much at ages four or five. I think five is really about the youngest. Um, I always tell the parents it's up to the kid. Do they have the, ma- the maturity level to pay attention, focus? But our our club started booming this year. We revamped our elementary program, had 120 kids out for that, and all boys and girls both. We had a ton of young ladies out. And then I think at, even at John Young, I had heard that we have around 14 girls out at John Young. And then this year we had five girls out. Yeah, Zara, I've got to ask you about the fall. I know you're a multi-sport athlete, didn't get a chance to play soccer this year, but in the past you have, but spent some time at that uh, USA Olympic Developmental Camp. Talk about that, just the, the experience that you got there has to give you even more confidence coming into big weekends like this because you put in that extra effort. Yeah. Um, well, my apologies. As you know. There we go. Try again. My bad. All right, am I good? Yeah. You're good. All right. As you know, uh, I was at the Olympic Training Center, and it was it was a cool experience. I got to be around the best of the best guys, and going out there it was like you know I know like these guys are better than the guys that I've been wrestling in the state. So like my motivation and my mindset was like okay I want to go out here go out here and see how I can compete with these guys and see where I'm at. And I went out there compete with the guys, and I was there on their on their level. And then I just started you know believing them, like okay you know I can compete with these guys. So I just gotta you know believe in myself and. You out there and compete. Was it hard at all to to get away from home and to do something like that? You know, sometimes people think, well, gosh, he's going to miss part of his high school experience. But at the same time, it's an investment for what you wanted to do. Um, yeah, I knew the sacrifice. You know, some people at school were like, oh, you're not going to be able to go to prom. But I was like, you know, you know, prom isn't you know my biggest it's investment. You know, I want to be the great. I want to be the greatest. So. You know, there are sacrifices to be great, so that's one of the sacrifices I wanted to take. Yeah, as as we wind up the season here and, and kind of wind up your high school career, what are some of the things that maybe you think back on and you take away from this program that you say, you know what, I knew I, I, I thought I knew what this was going to be when I was in middle school and kind of growing up, and I've been around the program, but now that I'm a senior and I'm a leader, this is what I'm taking away from it. Um, when I was in middle school, you know, in elementary, I was always in the room practicing with coach and wrestling around with him but now that I'm you know in the foots of you know Jacob Place and all them being leaders it's like you know being mature and knowing like that you have to be mature to be and be disciplined and you know taking what coach said in practice and what other teammates and picking them up and stuff like that so it's very inspiring. Zara, you're amazing to listen to just with your focus and all that, but be honest with me, through the four years of high school, and I know there's club wrestling and everything else that goes in, but what's been the most difficult part of your high school career? Um, I would say uh, just like the mental battle with in wrestling, you know, just being able to relax, breathe, and just be able to be calm and be who I am. So that's probably one of the hardest, but... And what do you think your most improvement has been? And you, I mean, it sounds like mental, mental, mental part of the game, and I'm sure that's as much as the physical part in, in, in many, many ways and being able to be disciplined and keep your at the, at the right weight and, and eat healthy and do all those things. But uh, where have you made the most improvements, at least in, in, in your opinion? Um, I would say just being faithful with my faith and then also, uh, you know, just 
physically, you know, just pushing myself to the limits. And, you know, there are times where I'm like, you know, I, I'm good, you know, in the matches. And I'm like, you know, I can just hang on, you know, and not really have to do a lot of work. But it's like I'll look up at the clock and be like, oh, there's 30 seconds left. So let's see if I can go get a takedown. Cut them and go get a takedown. So. You've got a couple of great ones. I mean, talk about Bo Brabender and, and Zar and just what they've added to this team and, and the examples that they've set this year. Um, just the uh, the amount of focus and discipline that they have had these last three years and four years with him is, like, unparalleled with anybody else on our team, really. And that, I mean, it goes to show they're they're in the place that they are for a reason. The, the off-season work ethic, um, they make good choices on and off the mat, and they've just uh, matured into good leaders. Yeah, we've had a lot of conversations since you've been here, but what does Mishawaka wrestling mean to you? I know just going back to high school and, and the M and the, the details that you put in, and it's a family event with your mom and dad, and yeah, just knowing yeah, that, that this is so that this is so special. It's not just coaching anywhere. I mean, it's yeah. coaching at Mishawaka. No, it's special to be back home. It wouldn't be the same if it was anywhere else, and uh, it's something that I want the community to be proud of. I want them to, you know, be a part of and enjoy and, you know, bring their families to show them, like, hopefully this is the next generation of caveman wrestlers. Yeah, it's been a few weeks, but uh, you went through the regular season again in the Northern Lakes Conference and yeah. kind of ran the table there. That's not easy to do because I think, in, and you go back in the day where Mishawaka Volleyball was and really set the standard for other teams to try to push and push. Mm -hmm. Do you see that in the Northern Lakes Conference where other teams are saying, we've got to get to that level where Mishawaka is? Yeah, and definitely this year more than years past because uh, since we joined the NLC, we've not lost a dual meet in the NLC. The, right. We had some close calls this year. Uh, we didn't wrestle the best in the, the individual tournament, but like the likes of Plymouth and Northwood, have, they've really stepped their game up. Right, yeah, yeah it's great to see Steve, I have to ask you, you know, we talk about uh, always recruiting and looking for those star athletes and, and those kids. What do you tell a youngster that maybe has never tried wrestling or maybe wants to put their toe in the water? And I don't think it's a sport you can just tip your toe in the water mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm going to be successful. But if a kid's interested or whatever, what, what do you suggest to them? And I'm sure getting involved at a young age is key. But uh, your thoughts there, what, what message would you have for parents? Uh, the number one thing I like to emphasize is it's got to be fun. If they're coming into practice not looking forward to practice, they're not going to want to go, they're not going to want to get better. But if they're having fun at practice, they're playing games, uh, they're enjoying it, they're going to want to come each practice. They're going to want to get better. They're going to they're want to invest in improving. But, um, yeah, they, just, they have to enjoy it. It's going to be a great sport for – getting better at all other sports it teaches body awareness it's a lot like gymnastics but um toughness getting through adversity it's it's a sport for life yeah talk about uh, zard just the opportunity to get through semi-state and and that's the goal to to get to evansville if you can get there and wrestle in the ford center talk about your goals and your dreams and just uh I don't know if they're going to have a spotlight. They've had 11 out of the last 12 semi-states there, but if they shine a light down and, and all of a sudden it doesn't matter if it's Bankers Life Fieldhouse or the Ford Center, this is this is wrestling on the biggest stage. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to be where I'm at. You know, a lot of guys uh, wish where they were, um, wish they were at where I'm at, and, you know, I just got to be grateful for where I'm at. And, you know, I've been in this eight series, you know, I haven't really looked at the brackets and seedings and, you know, look at the names because that awesome. really doesn't yeah. matter, you know, because I know where I'm at and I know that I'm better than and compete with anybody that's in the state. But, you know, I've been just taking day by day and, you know, just taking each practice as each practice and just focused on getting better and, you know, just being calm, 
and collected, you know, and just going out there and compete. Well, I want to thank both of you guys just for the, the positive headlines that you bring, the way you represent yourself, the way you represent your team. Um, last year, to see the team come back with a team state championship, mm-hmm. uh, to see us go through sectional and regional, not every school has that. Oh, no, no, and, no, no. And no. we can never take for granted nine guys going to semi-state, uh, regional champion. Um, some schools have one person, and when they do that, they celebrate it, and they have pep rallies and things for it. Um, but the hard work that you put in definitely pays off. So thank you guys very much. Amen, and hey, congratulations so far. But there's, I know there's a lot more ahead, so best of luck. Yeah, thank you. Okay. And stay away yeah, from dodgeball and stuff the, the next yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Stay locked in. Yeah, you got to put bubble wrap around you. I think yeah. I played like one game of dodgeball this whole season. Yeah, he's not going to dodge. That's not happening. This no. is coach. Oh, no. I, so I, that was the one time he walked that, out of the room. Yeah. There you go. It's part of keeping it light and keeping it fun. Yep. Yeah. Except dodgeball. Yeah, not, maybe not these next two weeks. There you go. Zar Walker, senior for Mishawaka High School Wrestling. Again, good luck to you this weekend. And uh, uh, MHS Wrestling Coach Steve Sandifer, keep up the great work. And uh, we look forward to having you guys back here again soon. Thank, Thank you, guys. Talking about uh, K-Band Wrestling here on tonight's uh, K-Band Corner program from Monterey Mexican Grill, along with Dean Huppert. I'm Brian Miller, your co-host. When we come back, we'll talk to the Team Rogaman guests. John and Chad, or wait, try again. Chad and John, as uh, I was uh, told I had to uh, introduce them. But, uh, yes, father and son and uh, a whole lot of Mishawaka tradition. We'll have that and more on tonight's K-Band Corner program from Monterey Mexican Grill after this timeout. You're in two with Sports Radio 960. WSBT. Forward to a road trip to Chesterton tomorrow and then a really, really big conference game down at the Panther Pit in Napanee at Northwood Friday. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, th- and just thinking back to the boys' basketball team last year, finished 20-7 and seven in sectional champs, best start since 2004-2005 uh, with a 20-3 and three record. But right now they're setting at 12-4. and four. Big games ahead. I mean, we've got St. Joe and Penn at the end of the season, Chester to Northwood, no slouches, but um, tough schedule. But the way they're playing defense and holding teams down, Mishawak is in every game. You know, I think that Northridge loss was a little bit of a wake-up call. The other big factor for that basketball team, i got to believe, was just getting into routine. Sure. Uh, they'd had snow days and time off, and when they took the court at Northridge, making no excuses, they only scored one point in the fourth quarter, which was a big factor in that loss, but uh, they hadn't played in two weeks. Right. And now that they're finally getting into the routine of not just practice but playing some games, and I, I think Bodie does a good job of managing not just so much the playing time, but more so the practice time and, and how hard they're pushing and when they're maybe backing off a bit or focusing on maybe the metal side or just the shooting side. And it seems like the offense has come around a little more unselfish with the basketball. And uh, there's been some real warriors on the court here lately. And, uh, you know, uh, big, big loss without, uh, uh, you know, a full roster right now with, uh, yeah, Trey Thomas with in- right. injuries with Trey Thomas. And you've got uh, Braden Smith out that was just starting to show some uh, uh, positive stretches that he was going to be able to help out maybe at the guard position or whatever. But, uh, I mean, Brady, Rasan, Coop, uh, Jackson Snyder, um, they have, they, they, man, they've played so many, so many minutes here of late, but uh, they don't look like they miss a, miss a beat. Yeah. Well, the basketball team making us proud, and, and speaking of Mishawaka pride, if there's a family that just exemplifies that, it's the Rogaman family, and, and we're so proud to have uh, Chad and John here tonight. And, John, just talk about the, the family <clears throat> legacy that, that you guys have brought. Uh, you guys were both uh, incredible athletes at Mishawaka, but it, it didn't start with you. No, no. My, uh, my dad graduated in 1946, 
and uh, his his brother Tom Rogerman. My dad was named Bill. He was forty nine, and then my dad had five sons. Okay. And he always told us growing up that uh, earning that M is a mark of a man. And we took that seriously, and we all wanted to get our letter sweater, you know, which they had back in those days, and all of us did. And uh, then, of course, you know, all five of us played football, and some of us ran track, some wrestled, some played basketball and baseball too, you know. But football was the main sport. For football Rogan. was the thing, yeah, especially yeah. when the tall of us is five nine. You didn't see us out on a basketball court. Too. Well, isn't that something? Though? <laughs> you, you talk about 1946. That was a, a relatively yeah. new stadium at that point. Yeah, yeah. 19, I think 39, 39. was the first year, and uh, you know, then of course my son came along as uh, had to carry the Rogerman name, and of course he had his moments too in football, and I always remember when. Chad's senior year, he scored a touchdown in the first half against Marion, got crowd homecoming king at halftime, and then went out and scored another touchdown in the fourth quarter. So I was yeah, proud very, of him for that. Very, very cool. And and both you guys played football at IU. Um, talk about that experience, just being uh, from Mishawaka, going down south and, and then representing. But, right. um, you know, you were – you were something else, uh, all Big Ten, and then um, I, I think you were the ESPN player of the game <laughs> yeah. against Purdue, which had to have been right. a, a heck of a thing. Yeah, that was that was a nice moment for me. I was not all Big Ten. I was academic all Big Ten, but That's I want to make clarify Ten. that. All Big Ten. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I did get player of the game my junior year against Purdue in 1981, partly because they tore out my leg, knee ligaments. So, but at the time, I was really having a great game. I had... 13 carries and, uh, you know, caught six passes in just a quarter and a half. So I said I was all Big Ten for a quarter and a half. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was awful proud when Chad uh, decided to walk on at IU and made the team as a punter and uh, got to be on that team for four years. And it takes a lot of perseverance to do that. So I was proud of him to get his – he got his letter down there for his senior year. And uh, that was really something to – to behold. Yeah, Chad, uh, talk about carrying on the family name, and, and here you are now a teacher in the Mishawaka system and and uh, played sports here, but it, it's got to be a lot of fun just when, when people say your name, it's like, oh, I know your dad, or I know your grandpa. Yeah, You've I never mean, heard that before. There's not a time in my life when I don't remember that happening, so <laughs> and growing up as a little kid, going through the elementary system, it's like, who's your dad? Oh, John's your dad. Oh, he had this 97-yard run in 1978, or was it 77? 78. <laughs> it was 78. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, yeah, um, I mean, I, fr- from the get-go, I've just been so blessed to be in this family, and, you know, my dad was such a great athlete. I, I did feel that pressure, especially starting to get into high school years where, like, okay, it's time to – Buck you up, know, baby. Go right? big or go home, like Texas, as I say. Um, yeah, you had the you had the opportunity to play for Bart Curtis and Jim Aldrich. Um, scored five touchdowns in in two thousand eight. Uh, uh, rushed for a career high one hundred ninety seven yards and thirteen carries against South Bend Adams. I mean, it must have been must have been fun to like be part of that because you were part of some really good teams and and part of that resurgence of of taking them from one coach to the next. Yeah, yeah. So I played for Jim Aldrich for three years, and then you know he he stepped down, and we were like, who, who's going to be the next coach, and what kind of offense are we running? And right. you know that was my senior year was Bart Curtis's first year, so he came in, and from day one I really appreciated him because he just demanded that you do things the right way, and and that's kind of how I always was raised as well. So 
was able to win that starting job as a running back my senior year and uh, had a great game against Adams, as you said, and uh, good career overall. So You know, we have a lot of kids listening uh, to the show, but the importance of getting your education and then getting the yards on the field. I mean, talk about that. And, and as a as an elementary school teacher, you have a chance to make an impact with kids, and, and it's hard not to have the like you're so contagious with your energy when you're talking to kids but just for a for a second just talk about how important that is yeah it's huge i mean you learn things through sports that help you with the classroom and vice versa as well i mean at the end of the day you have something difficult that you're setting out to do and you have to push through that whether it's a math assignment or you're you know you're running triple right getting the ball and you got to break some tackles so Student comes first when we say student athlete, as we always say, and uh, but but athletics and academics balance each other and complement each other so well. And and the older I get, the more I realize how important those high school years are with just setting your foundation up for the rest of your life. Yeah, John, if I, if I may add, you know, when I was a, a young athlete and a student, as an athlete, most people want to be the best they could be, and they want to win. And why doesn't that carry over to the classroom? You should want to be the best student you can be sure. and be the number one student in the class, too. So if you're competitive, that's what you want to try to do. John, when you were watching Chad grow up, when when did it hit to you that, uh, hey, this kid has skills and you could be that proud dad and watch him, maybe not just the, in the football side of things, but that he was going to have success and be a successful athlete in multi-sports well, and beyond? You never know. Yeah. <laughs> you never know as a parent. It's no, tough. you don't. And I always say in, in football, I've, I've had a lot of different roles, you know, player, official, and everything. My hardest role was to be dad <laughs> in football because, you know, Chad was out there, and he did, you know, he didn't take it maybe as seriously as I did. He still does it, you know, and that's okay. You know, you got to learn with that. And, uh, you know, he said to me before, you know, football is your thing, Dad, but, you know, I want to do some other stuff, which is great. You know, so, but he did, uh, you know, he did make me proud, so. I always told him he might have had more success as an athlete, but I definitely had more fun. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But, Chad, tell me this. So as, as you're a gym teacher and you work with the kids at Hums Elementary, um, and I know the kids love you there, but, you know, you're a kid going through school and Mishawaka schools. And when did it dawn on you that you were going to be a teacher and giving back to those kids that maybe the way that other teachers and your father gave to you and, and other kids to have uh, those opportunities? I think it was around middle school age, honestly. I, it was the first idea that I popped into my head that I might want to become a teacher, and that carried through all high school consistently. And then when I got to IU, I heard that most people changed their major three times. I'm like, no, I've, i got a plan here. I'm going to get that elementary degree. And uh, so I got the elementary education degree, and I was originally going to be a classroom teacher, actually. And I did my student teaching at Emmons in a sixth-grade classroom, and then I graduated in December, so that was mid-year. And then there was a job opening over at Liberty in January for PE. So I took that, and with my background in athletics, that was a good fit for me. And here I am ten years later. Still doing it, so Still loving it. Yeah, I also say about Chad, you know, he's at Homs, and that's where he went. So I said it's kind of like welcome back, Cotter, for the older <laughs> listeners. That, you know, he he went to school there. Now I went with there. Billy Madison, yeah. but you know, I'm a little older than, or younger than him. 
the sitcom. Hey, we're uh, on K-Man Corner here tonight, live from Monterey, Mexican Grill. We earlier talked a little K-Man wrestling, and now uh, just talking K-Man sports and the uh, great father and son combo, uh, a combination I have incredible respect for both these gentlemen, John Rogerman, Chad Rogerman. John, one of my favorite things for years was watching a college football game and wondering if John Rogan was going to be throwing a flag or on the sidelines or uh, wearing the white hat or, or whatnot, uh, as you've spent a long time in your career, uh, your professional career as a as a Big Ten official and as a college football official. Right. Talk about that experience. Okay. I think it's amazing. Well, you know, I, I, after being involved with football as long as I did, playing four years at IU and everything, and, you know, you got done, and, you know, everybody gets to that point when they're done with their athletic career. It's like it's over. What next? What am I going to do? And it, there happened to be, when I was in law school down at IU, uh, Bruce Wyrick, a friend of mine from Mishawaka, he was a year ahead of me, uh, he said, hey, John, I'm working some intramural football. Why don't you come out and work, do some refereeing? It's like, all right, well, they paid like five bucks a game or something. you know, That's big so, money. <laughs> yeah. So I went out there, and, and honestly, I didn't take it very seriously. I was out there, I think, maybe because I just got done playing in the Big Ten, and now I'm out here. But, uh, but you know, I did. Uh, but, so that got my feet wet a little bit then. And then we moved back. Bruce moved back here, too, after we graduated. And then there was a big article in the paper, and it said, IHSAA, St. Joe Valley Officials Association, really need officials, especially football officials. And they had a program, it was a probationary program, where you didn't have to take the test even. You just signed up and you got to officiate. Now, you couldn't do a varsity game, which you really didn't want to either. And uh, But that first year I worked 14 uh, games, most of them were junior high games, and I had a complete reversal of my thoughts on officiating. I just loved it. I loved to be out there. I still do. I mean, I still work lower-level games. I work high school games. And to me, it's as, as simple. It comes down to the fact that I pick up a football, I get to run with it a little bit, and then I throw it to my buddy, and he runs with it for a little bit. Only laterals, though, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And, you know, and it's the key to still be out there. And I tell people, you know, I'm sitting in my, like as an athlete, when you're in school on a Friday, you're sitting there and you're thinking about, okay, I'm here in math class, but you know what? I'm thinking about the game tonight. Absolutely. And that's how I am now, too. Still, I'm 63 years old, and I'm sitting there at my office, and I'm thinking, I've got a game tonight, boys. You know, you still get that little feeling, and it's great. It kind of reminds me, though, of when you were talking about if you're going to be the student, be the best student you can right. be. Well, you not only became a referee, but you are the president of the St. Joe Valley yeah. Association. You're right. a Big Ten official. You're doing. I mean, how many bowl games have you done? That yeah. you were Several. there. For, you were there for Joe Paterno's 300th victory. Yeah. I mean, you've been part of college football history, which is, which is incredible. And and then you watch your son, and you guys just can't sit still. Yeah. I mean, you referee on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, here he is. He's a guy who's entertaining and, and performs with Lakebed. And we want to thank you for all that you did for the Mike Faulkner beef bash. That Amen. was incredible for what oh, you guys did that there. That was but, a blast. That was a blast. Yeah, but 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 now you're an entertainer. You're on YouTube. You, you make videos. And talk about your career and just uh, the excitement that's going on with that. Yeah, so, I mean, as an athlete growing up, you know, I, I was so consumed with athletics I never even – 
thought about maybe making music, but I was always into music, right. and I always listened to music and loved music. Grew up listening to ZZ Top and Kiss, Boston Sticks. He had all these old CDs. Sounds like Bob a good Seeger. playlist to me. There you yeah. go. There you well, go. Well, just wait, because um, and then and then he also had like Alan Jackson, Brooks and Dunn. So I got some country stuff, and then messing around with the radio, I discovered rap music. This was in like '97 with Notorious B.I.G. and all them. So. Um, so I was always I, I was around music. I loved music. You'd listen to it on the radio and burn CDs and whatnot back in the day. And then um, in college, I kind of first started. I was bored in class, so I started kind of jotting some stuff down that could maybe become a song one day. Um, and I had a guitar in college, and I tried to play, and I just couldn't figure it out. And then uh, a few years passed, and when I was 25. I, I think it was 2016 or 2015. Um, I went and bought a guitar, and it, it was like 150 bucks, which is not a lot for a guitar. But I, since I made that investment, I'm like, I gotta learn this thing yeah. now. So, plus that by by 2015, you had YouTube, so you could look up how to do anything, anything. Yep. any song you wanted to learn, chords and all that. And that's exactly what I did. And I I had a couple uncles, my uncle Brian and uncle Eric on my mom's side, who played guitar so they showed me some stuff as well so yeah, but you're going to be performing this weekend i'm yeah i'll be playing this weekend at indiana tap um on saturday night so and if, if people want to see you on youtube i mean what's your channel yeah just type in chad rogeman i got a youtube channel or find me on facebook and uh I, i've been yeah i've been making music with my guitar and now i'm doing some rap music and making videos with that so i'm all over the place yeah, now chad <laughs> chad also though you talked about music and you are always involved in music at mishawaka schools talk a little bit yeah yeah i'm glad you brought that there, up Dad. thank you thanks, thanks dad <laughs> yeah, <I'm back. laughs> I, I was in choir for well i started at john young and then i i I uh, sang in choir all four years in high school. You so sang in front of Hillary Clinton when she I came did, to the high yeah, school? I did, yeah, when she came, yeah. I did okay. a little, and it was actually sticks. I got to sing uh, yeah. Come Sail Away, so had some solos. So uh, on that aspect, I did perform a little and bit in high school. You were in madrigals, so. too. Yep, yeah. madrigals. Yeah, I got to wear outfits. those nice outfits. And some yeah, nice tights, man. My legs <laughs> yeah. were looking <laughs> Oh, I've nice. got some yes. swing choir pictures I could show you <laughs> yes. back in the day. But, yes. You know, but it, it puts you on a stage. It puts you in front of people. And, and um, you know, the thing that I appreciate about both of you guys is is the Mishawaka pride, but just representing our city and, and our school. So, I mean, the things that you guys do when you go out there, you talk about representing the M and be a Mishawaka mm -hmm. man. I mean, that's part of your family legacy. Yeah, no doubt. And when you talk about, I mean, on the ticket booth, when you walk into yeah. Steel mm -hmm. Stadium, yeah, my dad's there. Yeah, yeah. That, that must be pretty cool. Yeah, Very it special. Yeah, it's Definitely. awesome. Guys, I want to ask both of you, we got about three or four minutes left in the program as we are here on K-Bank Corner visiting with John and Chad Rogelman. Uh, just Mishawaki K-Bank through and through. Uh, I want to ask each of you maybe, uh, A, from a plain day and then after plain day, Maybe your most favorite sports memory or maybe a game. It, it may not be a big win or, or, a, or a dramatic contest or whatever like that, but just maybe, John, we'll start with you. I mean, your best memories are certain maybe a couple of memories that stick. Maybe A from your playing days right. first. Got a, lot of, got a lot of good memories, but probably the best was my junior year. We were 9-0. and South Bend, Washington was 9-0. and We wow. played them in the last game of the year at Tupper Field, which is now Steel Stadium. And it was a packed house. People were standing in the end zones, man. It was we were both nine and zero. 
and it was really a great, great game, and we ended up winning that game. Uh, unfortunately, we had to play them the next week in the playoffs because back then not everybody made the playoffs, but we knew it was going to be a doubleheader. Same place, we played them at Steel Stadium, <laughs> packed house, and uh, they beat us that second time. But that, so that first seven, time would have been the fall of 78. 77, right? fall 77. 77. Okay. okay. That was a great uh, win because we were 10 and 0. First time Mishawaka football had gone undefeated and untied since 1926. So that was 51 oh, years. And uh, I remember my dad even put a little thing in the paper about being a proud caveman dad, and that, that's one of the best. Chad, how about uh, during your playing days uh, with Mishawaka? Certainly football, also a four-year track uh, participant, letter winner, but uh, what, uh, what memory in your playing days comes to mind best? Yeah, um, well, my senior year, we, we were playing Adams at, at school field, and... Uh, and I remember it was their homecoming, so you know you want to <laughs> you want to be on your A game and ruin their homecoming. Spoil so, the party. Um, yeah, so we end up kicking off to them. They went three and out, punted. We had the ball on our own thirty nine, and we ran option right, baby, triple option right. And Cortez Lee, the quarterback, ran a couple yards, and then some traffic came, so he tossed it out to me, and I just went sixty one yards for the touchdown, first offensive play of the game for the Cavemen. So. That was a that was a big moment for me. Doesn't get much better. Wasn't there wow. an extra? Uh, wasn't there a future NFL player that was playing? Yeah. For Adam? So uh, Garrick Dieter was actually <laughs> playing safety. I think he he was either a freshman or a sophomore, yeah. and uh, he didn't catch me that play. But a, a a few plays later, a few drives later, he horse collared me, which was legal back then. Because we yeah. were tough back then. We were back then. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm saying, you know what? If I get gunned down by a dude that end up playing in the NFL and has a Super Bowl ring, that's that's, that's not okay. bad on the resume yeah, there. Yeah, I think that's he and okay. Patrick Mahomes were in each other's yeah, wedding, exactly. so he's all right with that. John, let me ask you memories, uh, in a, and I'm sure IU there are many of those, but uh, we'll stick to the Mishawaka memories tonight. What are ones maybe after graduation, whether as an official or games that you've uh, witnessed watching your boy play or just uh, in the stands being one of the uh, one of the best caveman fans? Well, one of the things, uh, certainly watching my son, I, I mentioned about that homecoming game. And unfortunately, with me being in the Big Ten, I had to be gone for a lot of his games. I, I did get to see about four of them that senior year. But, uh, but uh, yeah, that, those were good memories. And uh, I was fortunate to be picked as an alternate for the last game of the year uh, at the, the semi-state game or regional game for Fort Wayne Snyder and I got to be there and I one of my duties was to call extra points I was under the post oh. and I was the only guy that was the only thing I had to do other than to kind of run along in case somebody got hurt but so I, I was underneath those posts for that last field goal and we you know as we know that's going to be the last game that was on the grass and it was a very special moment. I know Dean McCool wrote about it, oh, yeah. and I talked to Dean about it. Uh, to to be there as a Rogerman in the last game on that grass field was a special moment, even if I did have to say, well, that the kick was good for four weeks Well, see, later, you, you could have just moved your arms. It would have been a bad call. But yeah. Shaking the goalpost a little. You know, a little wide right on the yeah. 
Well, yeah. and we are when we when we get uh, new turf, we're going to get new goalposts as right. well. So that's uh, the last time those will be <laughs> used. But uh, yeah, some some incredible memories. But thank you guys, we appreciate it. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, really appreciate the time and all that you do for Mishawaka, the, the city, but Mishawaka schools. And uh, uh, hey, keep up the good work. And hey, Chad, just off the record, good luck with my grandson in gym class. I'm just going to say he's a handful. <laughs> he's coming along. <laughs> you just got to keep him moving, yeah, man. Well, that's all luck. it is. Good luck, Wes. Good luck, Wes. Yeah, I ask him every day how school yeah. going. So, hey, very, very good. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Dean, as always, uh, we could sit here and talk hours with uh, either Coach Sandifer and Czar and uh, Mishawaka Wrestling are here tonight with the Rogamans. And uh, we'll be back actually the next three weeks throughout the month of February yep. as we wrap up the season of Caveman Corner. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, thank you very much. I appreciate it and uh, looking forward. It's going to be an exciting month, and hopefully we can get a, a couple state champions in wrestling. Oh, Got to yeah. start with that semi-state this week and then keep that basketball team rolling along. And good luck to Lily Deeds tomorrow night in the regional for diving. Amen. This has been K-Band Corner from 960 WSBT. Tonight with Dean Huppert, I'm Brian Miller from Monterey Mexican Grill here at 507 East McKinley Avenue in Mishawaka, home of the best authentic Mexican food served this side of the Rio Grande. Fans, I hope you'll get out to uh, Chester tomorrow night. If you can't make the lengthy trip over to the, uh, well, over to Porter County, join us here on the radio, actually on our sister station, 96.1 The Ton, your home for Mishawaka. K-Band basketball tomorrow night. Mike Presky will join me for the play-by-play. Big, big game on the road Tuesday again at Chesterton and then on Friday down at Northwood as the Panthers host the K-Man in a huge game in the Northern Lakes Conference. That'll do it for tonight. K-Man Corner brought to you by Monterey Mexican Grill. We'll be back next Monday night with another round to talk K-Man sports. For Dean Huppert, Brian Miller, bidding you a very pleasant good night from Monterey.